Before I start this episode of this show, a huge loss in the wrestling business has happened again and is another huge loss. Rocky Johnson fought the greats of his time. Inspired some of the great men to get into this and become better wrestlers. Went into Japan and became and fought some of the best in one tour at that time and became better on his own. He never held. He held one world title at a time where a lot of the other wrestlers that will later to have sons to become legendary superstars, he was the key. And I think a moment in time that people don't realize the transition of the legend to one is that sometimes fathers do trying things. And sometimes he doesn't make it to the to his <coughs> to his true legacy as it were and i think the transition phase that um rocky johnson helped with tony atlas into the transition era into hogan's era is very miss very forgotten in that particular sense and I think that people loved him regardless. He had the look, he had the power, he had the strength. People loved that man. And so I think it's a fitting destiny that his son became one of the biggest superstars in the world and one of the biggest wrestlers the world has ever seen. I think he can realize how great his son really truly became and how great truly he was. Rocky Johnson passed away at the age of 75. We, all of us here at LK Sports and all the fans would like to give condolences to his family, and everyone else who was inspired by him and who loved him. Let's have a moment of silence for the man that brought us joy through all his years of life. Rocky Johnson.
Thank you so much. We begin the show now. Hello, folks. This is Jason Matters. Welcome to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. We got results. We got ratings. We got news. We got two segments for you. We got results from all the shows that have come today. We're going to start with Raw in a moment. So let's get started with the Raw results. Randy Orton versus AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre gets a win on that one. Ricochet versus Mojo Rawling. Ricochet was able to win that match. Then it turned out to be Sarah Flair, Charlotte Flair versus Sarah Logan. Charlotte Flair won that match. Brock Lesnar and RJ, I mean, um, R-Truth in a very entertaining segment. Uh, Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley won that match. The Viking Raiders faces off the Singh brothers. The Viking Raiders just won that one. In another good signing, which son of old, but this one was a little bit different. Then it came to be Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy. Aleister Black wins that match. Rowan against another enhancement talent. And then came the fence fight that was really a weapons fight that was really a crazy ass rollover by um, Kevin Owens. It was Kevin Owens in AOP with the win on that particular match here. That, so that was pretty much raw for that one. Then we had a special. We had a special show, which was Fire Pro Wrestling World Champions Series 6. Ocean Bellum. We also called it Bash in the Beach, of course. And so, in the first match that we had, it was Clampa facing off against Chris Dickerson. Clampa won that match with Super Kick at 15 minutes 31 seconds. So, he defeated Chris Dickerson. He will face off Timothy Thatcher in an upcoming match believed to be either next week or two weeks from now before. And then if he did, he face off against Cody Rhodes. If he defeats all three, he face off against Jay White. Speaking of which, Jay White and Moxley were in opposite sides of the ring and they just could not get a victory. It ended up in a 45-minute tie. And then we had another match for the year two quarterfinals. It was Nick Aldis versus Tangaloa. Uh, Nick Aldis won that match with the Cleans Leaf Coverleaf. The Never Openweight Championship, Donovan Jikovic won over Yoshihashi in 13 minutes 55 seconds with the feast for your eyes. Then the Never Openweight Six Man Championship ended in another draw. So we had two draws for the two Six Mans. Very difficult, those two matches. It should have ended early, but it didn't. Then we had a tag team match for the Goddess of Stardom uh, tag team titles as Piper Nevin was able to, with Zaya Brookside, was able to win, but it was because of ring out by KO in 23 minutes, uh, 36 seconds. Against Leo Ozaki and Hinata. The other one will be done on Friday. Uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. 
will be the other half, and it is believed to be Tam and um, Ozaki that will be in that one as well. The winner will face off in Desire and Piper Nevin in an upcoming show. And then in the next match, which wasn't the final match, the final match was uh, the Nevin uh, Rina Hina match. It was the year two quarterfinal. It was Drew McIntyre versus Miro Suzuki. And Drew McIntyre lost to Miro Suzuki in 18 minutes, 45 seconds with the Coquina Clutch on that particular one. The Coquina Clutch won that match, or Cobra Clutch won that match for that particular one. Now, <coughs> in the other match, for AEW, John Moxley, wait, 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 hold on. Um, here we go. Um, uh, Dark Order plans revealed. Chris Atlanta and Jay who, uh, Hikaru Shida defeated Brandy Rose and Mel in one of the early matches. Cody accepts his challenge, MJF's challenges. DDP came back into the ring. Oh, yes. He came back. He came back. And he started doing diamond cutters all over, swinging them lariats, and flying over the ring. Yes. Oh, we just called it. Well, let's just call it the 63 year old. Every color that DDP does is called the 63 years old. We just call it the 63 years old. Can we just call it the 63 years old? Let's call it the 63 years old. Unfortunately, MJF's people won. Then him and Paige, Cody Omega, earned a title shot in that four-way match. Woo! Then we had, uh, wait, 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 wait. John Mosley defeated Sammy Guevara and then got beat down. And then Pac defeated Darby All-In. That will lead up into Pac's match against um, Mosley. In that crazy match they're going to plan for Bachelor Beach Part 2 on Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So, then came three major matches. First off, Isaiah Swerve defeated Tyler Breeze and Leo Rush to earn the right to fate in the Fatal 4-Way match at Worlds Collide. Then Kushida and the Grizzled Young Veterans continued... Uh, uh, Grizzly Young Veterans won that match. Riddle and Dumb versus Andrews and Webster. The Broserweights win that match. Then in the Brown Royale, you notice that she only stayed there five hours that day. Uh, Mercedes Martinez only stayed there five hours and then got on the main show, staying toe to toe with one of the, with one, with, uh, the, Semi with the woman who held the women's title for almost six and a half months before she lost it to Ripley. But Bianca Belair is going to face off Ripley. That is going to be absolutely crazy. And then Keith Lee does Keith Lee show things. These two shows are on a roll. 
I'm just going uh, outside of the Nightmare Collective and some aspects of the Dark Over. These two shows are on a roll. These are on a roll, but the ratings don't really show it. And let me explain to you why. First off, let's go to Monday's numbers for Monday Night Raw. Guess was guess who was in the lead? You guessed it. It was the day of the national championship. It's the day of the national championship, folks. Come on, you can't stop football. 15, 25 million people saw Miss Burrow go just all over Clemson. 25 million people. And then ESPN won the rest of the night. And then WWE Entertainment had a 2, a 2 and a 8.14 for the final hour, which was that match between him and you know what? Between that was the uh uh still the fight man uh, uh, the the weapons match as it were. So it was mostly a 2.0 even so far for those ratings there. And then we get into let's see here the Tuesday, the Wednesday cable fine originals and cable finals, AEW with a nine forty, and NXT with a seven hundred even. How close were they in odds? One hundred. 100,000 away from beating them in the old. They would have had a 9-4-6 if they had gotten to a 37. That's how close it was from them winning all demographics. The Nightmare Collective is not hurting their female ones because take a look at this. If you watch the female ones, the female matches are not selling. Look at the ratings, folks. I'm not lying. Look at the ratings. The ratings don't lie. 51 on male M to 49. The NBA regular season one they had for the early game was a 50 on ESPN. So they beat basketball. Wrestling beat basketball at the ratings they supposed to. At, no, hold on, hold on, folks, hold on, folks. There was an article that came out on Twitter about how Twitter is not working well for their. The influencers are not helping the rest of the 27 teams out there. You see it in the ratings here, folks. So the things they were saying in the ratings concerning this particular day, it's not helping. In fact, a 51 is nothing to, a 0.51 is nothing to sneeze at these days anymore, especially with that red. And take a look at the one for the male, uh, 12 to 34. That's a 26. The other one was a 13. Um, the one for basketball was a 37. So they were close on that one. They fight, they're on the top. Outside of the Housewives 
and the Black Ink Crew and Marry at First went with Lifetime, the Oval and the Property Brothers for those particular ones. Outside of Dan, then you had the Catchfish shows and whatnot. They're tops with the women too in that particular uh, 12 to 10 age group. And then you have the one for the female side there. They're at a 26 for the older females. For the 18 to 49 older females. And they can compete, and they're somewhat competing against the other ones there. They beat basketball. They beat basketball where basketball should be at the strongest. Because they skew young. People over 30, they, they beat basketball at 25 to 54, which is the age that, that 25, 26, 27 years old, you're supposed to have a little money to buy basketball tickets. They beat them on that one. This is insane. The later Network One show over here, they got at 0.69. That's because I think LeBron and his uh, and his boys were playing on the later on the later one. That's crazy. Then on the board, they were somewhat competitive on that one. They beat them in the females on the 18 side. They were at a 58 there and a 42 on the 25 to 54. They were this close on both the older ones for the basketball side. This is absolutely freaking insane. Warners went like, Turner going like, And guess what happened in the ratings overall for the uh, for the NBA ratings on the early show? Nine point uh, nine nine hundred thousand thirty four people. Nine hundred thirty four thousand. That's a, the early show. They're not supposed to have these types of ratings with the stars they have. Look at Dunkfish is a stud. He can only give them that. John Moran, he played out his. ratings you're losing to a thing that only started six and a half months ago and half and two of their storylines are faltering a bit chris jericho's a star john moxley's a star it's obvious that cody rose the star the Nightmare Collective storyline isn't hurting them. The Dark Order is starting to improve. All the rest of the wrestlers are doing all sorts of crazy stuff. They only lost 7,000 viewers over the last three days. They're going to do a partly taped show next week. And in the week after, they're going to be in Atlanta. This leads into the major news of the day. AEW Wrestling is going to have a four-year contract four more years in less than six months they have made a profit as of 2020. ladies and gentlemen they have made a profit as of 2020 as of yesterday they made a profit as of yesterday everything they do in 2020 is all profit 
You see, you can see the sm you can see the smile on Cody's face. I just made a profit in six months on a physical product. That they're smiling. He said, I had to make my own money. There it is. Tony Khan ain't no joke. He made a profit out of wrestling company in 2019, 2020. ECW had the legends coming in there and big boys and they couldn't make a profit. Not one year. He did it in six months with a bunch of small guys. Ay, ay, yeah. He made a profit in six months? And now you see MLW now working with ICM partners, possibly working with CBS Viacom with Showtime on bringing their show there. Then you had the other TV deals are coming. They're all... <laughs> the sporting world is going to be taking... A lot of the GDP of the entertainment industry, the growth domestic product of the entertainment industry, half of it is going to go to the sporting industry. 75% of it in most of the other countries outside of the States, majority of it goes to at least 65-75% of it goes to soccer. It's not a joke, folks. You're starting to see it. 9.40 to a 9.39 on their early day. And they started at 7 o'clock. They started at 7. They're one hour. They're one hour. They're 147 minute broadcast. Basketball. They skew African American big time towards 45 year old. African American and uh, and 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 uh, 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 white folks, who, who they skew on that range, and you mean to tell me, look of Donkvik, uh, 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 Moran, and all the rest of them can't get no can't get no love. Twenty twenty folks, AEW is gonna go for three years if the option for the fourth year comes in. AEW makes even bigger money. How big? We're talking about half a bill. We're talking about half a billion dollars. We're talking half a billion dollars. And they're going to get a second show, which is considered to be the retool dark. This is TNT dark. They said it will be on TNT. But it will not air 52 weeks a year. They're going to figure out something for the YouTube side as well. So they're going to try and get all these segments together and all the rest of these things. So storylines can be told. So everybody can understand where the storylines is. They're going to promote AEW Dark as a part of this. All these other things and whatnot. They're not going to call it Lightning. So it's going to be Dark and Diamond. So... Those are their two main shows, four shows all week. <laughs> it's four hours all week. And I don't think they want to go two hours, two hours 
I think they wanted to go one, two, three, and then fourth on the other one. But they might give another name for the other one. So, uh, for the next upcoming show. It is going to be fascinating to see. Absolutely fascinating to see. In his, and in one sense, uh, Baron Corbin, uh, 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 AEW is living rent-free in Baron Corbin's mind. And uh, Baron Corbin said, Come on, guys, you were supposed to talk about all oh, new boys. All oh, the new boys can't wrestle no more. Blah, 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 blah. Corbin, <sighs> your only good match was against little dude. So don't even start trying, Corbin. Roman Reigns got your number. It ain't, it ain't that serious, bro. It ain't that serious. Oh, speaking of which, we are talking about DDP and Scott Stenham. Scott Stenham did it again. We never thought he would show up again. But, but Nick Aldis has the foot on the pulse and doing the posing and all the rest of it. He is being a... Fantastic heel, and he brought out Scott Steiner, and him and him. And Tim Scott, and they were just fine. Brawling outside the ring. This is a fascinating time for the NWA revival. It's crazy times ahead for everybody else. So that will end this segment of Fire Pro Wrestling, the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. Next segment will be Fire Pro Wrestling World episode 14 results from year two. The SmackDown results, the SmackDown ratings, and other news of note and so on as well. So, thank. We'll be back right after this with more Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. Uh, well, we will have the results for Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays on the second segment as well. We'll be back with the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Cage, folks. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. And here we go with the SmackDown results. And we are also going to do the Fire Pro Wrestling World. Friday results for episode 14, year two, that aired on January 7th. Yes, today from this recording, which is on a Saturday, and you'll hear it on Sunday, was the last day for the year two heavyweight division number one contendership. So that is why we are going to do that as part of the last segment, plus some other news as well, to go ahead on that particular mindset, as it were. But as of that one, we had two matches there. It was Jun Akiyama versus Yui Nagata. 
It ended at 16 minutes, 28 seconds with the Exploder by Akiyama. He wins the match. Then it was a never open weight six-man match between Makabe, Tenzin, and Ikiyashi. They lost to Linderman, uh, um, uh, Masato Tanaka, and one other in 30 minutes, 56 seconds with the underhook suplex. Then another number one heavyweight match, it was between Carl's Raldi versus Ibushi. Ibushi loses in 15 minutes, 32 seconds with the hurricane on Raldi. Raldi and Djokovic will face off for the title in a couple of weeks. Then for the Goddess of Stardom title, it was Ito and Masimoto versus Tam Tam and Arisa. It ends up that Ito and Masimoto wins this match in 26 seconds, 18, with 20 min 26 minutes, 18 seconds with the Koshi. And then in the other year two league match, a fantastic match, Ishii wins over Hama, 24 minutes, 38 seconds with the dangerous DDT. It was a fantastic match throughout. If you missed it, it's on our guest channel. But it was a fantastic match throughout. So I just put this back in its place. Because we got a lot of interesting stuff coming for episode 15. Now, let's get to the SmackDown results. Big E versus John Morrison. John Morrison wins by pinfall with the Starship Pain. It's been the first time in eight years since he has done this. He finally does it on national television, which he used to run. And everybody there. And, well, guess what? They started a match with John Morrison. It stayed up. Revival versus Usos. The Usos win by pinfall after a diving splash from Jimmy Uso on Dash Wilder. Then it was Bailey versus Lacey Evans. A long match, but Lacey Evans may have almost legit knocked out <clears throat> Bailey, but she wins with the women's right at the last second. Then it was Alessa Bliss versus Sony Deville, but this time Alessa Bliss wins by pinfall by Schoolboy Pin. Sonya Deville thought that Otis was luck, decided to use Otis. Otis just wants Mandy. Okay. Robert Roof versus Roman Reigns in a tables match. Absolute bonkers. But Roman Reigns wins the match. He earns the table and earned the right to pick the stipulation for the match at Baron Cohen at the Royal Womble. Since it's taking place on a baseball park, it will be a false count anywhere match. Much better than whatever they were planning to do. <laughs> if Rude won that match, that was the show. Here are the ratings for SmackDown. An 0.5 for adults 18 to 34, 1 to 9 in adults in that younger age group. In the 18 to 49s, it was a 0 0.8. In adults 25, 54, 1.0 and a 0 0.9. It got a 3 in women for 18 to 49, 2 sixes for men to 49, and a 3 and a 2 for ages plus 50. 
So its overall ratings was a 2.6 and a 20 and a 2.544. Well, 2.544. The only reason the 2.544 is most of the adults left. Some of them left that next hour. They may not like table matches that much. Mm. Anyway, SmackDown holds on for the night, increases its rating just a little bit more. We're heading towards WrestleMania season. I will not be surprised to see it three somewhere in the upcoming in the upcoming weeks and months as we head towards WrestleMania weekend. So, one news item of note. Carly Sane was cleared to wrestle, wrestled in Kentucky. Um, unfortunately, she lost that match. Luckily for everyone, she's doing all right. Hopefully, she'll be on Raw next week, and they might do that three-way match again. So everybody's being set up to do what have you. So it was somewhat of a bad concussion, but she's doing fine, and hopefully she will uh, um, uh, get through it. Uh, and hopefully everything will do better on that particular setup. In other particular news from the Wrestling Observer, Tyson Fury is not the plan for his WrestleMania appointment where he wins by Delonte White or not. So that and that rumor for now. There are continues to be talk of to the WWE circles in trying to copy Wrestle Kingdom, a two-day event. The Velveteen Dream and Jinder Mahal are both scheduled for Royal Rumble weekend in Houston. Ring of Honor hopes that Marty Skrull and can bridge a relationship between OH and AEW. Y'all left on bad terms. <laughs> I mean, really bad terms. I mean, we got a television deal right off y'all. <laughs> Woo! This boy gonna try to bring all four of these motherfucking divisions together, plus MLW, and they're all gonna be working to stop the WWE. Woo! Woo! Are you really serious, folks? <laughs> Woo! Continuing from the controversy concerning Allison K and Budget to and Tessa Blanchett. She made the comment later, uh, first off, the comment from the accused. Over the last week, I have been accused of calling a follow wrestler a wrestler slur. Vancher wrote, this is from WrestlingInc.com. To read this allegation has been personally all city. To be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. That word is not in my vocabulary. That word will never be in my heart. Racism is never in my heart. Yeah, I know people have to deal with racism in a way I will never have to deal with through. Ever have to. Racism is an upper part of American history and is ugly awful that is still part of society today. Well, I did not do what is clean and I'm ready to move the platform for the fight against racism however I can. Then King came back and Bruce said his latest statement. You can't find the great race of fans, but the majority of my fears, those roses stories too, and that's what matters. I really know that one day that the two of the witnesses that did come forward and first told you not only is the racist but a liar and an undeniable scumbag. Damn, Kay hates this girl with a passion. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! 
Oh boy. Woo! One more thing. A couple things over at the news items. They're showing new ring gears for the Morgan. We have more updated cards for it. Um, there may be new testing, a new tag team out for NXT. We have more Bullet Club members reporting that Rose Super Card of Honor uh, 15. Uh, they're being very careful in handling the push of Orange Cassidy. The door has not opened up for all for AEW to work with NJW. Ugh. And all the rest of it. And then we had some tapings from Mexico City and all the rest of it. It's just, well, it's never been then. Ryback said about the return. We don't know where Ryback is going, but if Ryback is motivated and can go... He can be a star. I'm not going to stay here and say, oh, he can't be a star, this, that, and the other thing. Nah, Ryback's been improving and talking to the right people, the right people. And so you see what is happening. So that's pretty much the news. And now let's get into the final results for the League 2, Year League 2. Number one contendership for the IWPG Heavyweight Championship to determine the next number, the next five number one contenders for that title we'll start in the a block and in the a block here we have kenny hero asakawa from swa he had 30 points and at a 6-1 and 0 record he is the number one and will have a match break so there are top four and they have a match break on that particular setup goto well, actually, what was the name there? Daji Sakamoto had a 5-2 record, 25 points. Five wins, two losses record, 25 points, and is in second place. Third place was Satoshi Kojima. They had to go for seeding. He also had a 5-2 record. They had to go for seeding, and it was Sakamoto who got the second part right, so... He's in the tournament, and so is Soshi Kawajima. Leading down the way, Pico with a 4-3 record, 20 points. Bobby Roode had a 5-1, a 1-6 record, and 10, 5 points. Sheamus had a 2 wins, 5 losses record, and 10 points. Juice Robinson in a 2-5 record, and 10 points. And Goto had a 2-5-1 and one record and 14 points. That is A block. In the B bracket, ladies and gentlemen, we have an undefeated record. 35 points, 7 wins, no losses, no ties. It's Evo from Lost in Globals, Japan. With this win, and if he wins the whole tournament, he gets to have a number one contendership match for any other title. If he does not win the title against the champion, the, the heavyweight champion, he does get a, no, a number one contendership bout 
for any of the other titles there. If he does win the title and has the number one contendership, he can go for a double gold. He now gets extra money for winning. He gets a $100,000 bonus prize for becoming the undefeated champion. And as well, if he goes undefeated all the way, it increases to half a million dollars. And if he wins it all and the title, it's $1 million extra. Not bad for Los Angeles did you find. He's going to be raking in the dough. Raking in the dough indeed. B Block was not nothing to sneeze at, though. Harai Kawato had 10 points, 2 and 5 record. Jun Akiyama had a 4 and 3 record, but didn't go into the next round because Joe Dory had a. 6-1 record and 30 points. And Man Man Fulton had 25 points with a 5-2-0 record. And he goes on into the next round. Akiyama had 20 points with a 4-3 record. Kawato, again, like I said before, had a 2-5 record. So did EC3. Yu Nagata and R-Truth only won one match each. One match each in the B block, five points, one, six, and zero. We now go into the C bracket. C bracket, nobody was undefeated. Some were pretty close. Ishii had a five, one, and one record with 27 points. Cody Hall Jr. had a 25-point run, and then it was Suzuki with 5-2-0. They both had a fight for seeding, and Cody Hall made it through and became second place. Suzuki is in third. Ishikawa had 17 points, a 3-3-1 record. McIntyre had a 3-4-0 record. And only had 15 points. Jinder Mahal had a 3-3-1 record and 12 points. Alexander Hammerstone, unfortunately, was the loser overall and had no wins in the C block. Last block was the D block, and we're going to explain to you how this ended up. Roman Reigns being the kingmaker of this particular block. But first, the lower ranks. Kitamaya, Kazuya Kitamura, excuse me, had 10 points with a 2-5-1 record. Yes, that's correct. 2-5-1 record. He had one tie. Anoa one had a 2-5-1 record. That was a tie. He also had 10 points. Okamura had a 2-5-0 record. Now, Nick Aldis had a 5-2-0 record. He was in second place. Jake Hager overall won D block with a 6-1-0 record. This came down to Tonga and Sonata from All Japan and Bullet Club from, from North Singapore's Day Japan and Bullet Club. They fought. Sonata won the first match. It led into 4-3-0. 
Sonata beat Roman Reigns. He gets a three point and counts for one of his losses. And that was the shocking victory that I told you guys about. Tonga needed to defeat Roman Reigns in order to prevent a in order for him to go into a tie to just for seeding to get at least a seed and not to stay in third place. So the match took place. We're going to showcase it here. We didn't get the last moments, but Roman, Roman Reigns won that match to make sure he got into 15 points. And so his record was three, four, and zero. Three wins, four losses, one, no draws. This led into an overtime period between Tenga, Tenga Toa and Sonata. Tama told, told Tonga and Sonata. So the match went through. It was early day Sonata. Then it went back and forth. Then it seemed like Tonga had the rope, and they had him towards the ropes. Sonata was starting to get back into the thing. It almost seemed that Sonata had to take one more wheel fortune or another cutter or possibly a top rope move. Tamba Tonga with the cutter, critical, knocked him out of third place. And Tanga and Tama Tonga goes into the next round, third place, based off of the overtime period with a 4-3-0 and zero record. But he had to go into extra matches in order to get into the next round. And so here is the next round setup. Ashikawa has a break. So does Evil. That's in the first part. Tomorrow Ishii has a break. So does Jake Hager. So, Hager will face off the winner of Satoshi Kojima and Joe Doring. They used to work at HBW. That is going to be a fantastic match. The next match that will be there will be Ishikawa versus Tonga. And the winner of that match will face off against Tomorrow Ishii. The winner of those matches, it could be a fascinating match between Hager and Tomorrow Ishii, and it is going to be massive. But Dory and Hager could be an underrated classic if you want to put it in those simple terms. Any other, any other parts of the bracket, those that have taken a break, it will be Cody Hall versus Madman Footin. That's going to be an absolute brawl. Here's a fascinating match for you. Nick Aldis will face off against Minro Suzuki. And they both have submission finishers. Nick Aldis is not going to tap out Minro Suzuki. He's not going to tap him out. If he does, that's going to be a humongous victory for him. The winner faces off evil. And he's game. But I say Suzuki takes him out. He wants to win. I say Suzuki will be evil. That's what I'm seeing, folks. And it is going to be very possible. It's going to be Asakawa versus Suzuki. And if I recall correctly, Suzuki lost to Asakawa. 
a couple of the, in the other tournament, but I'm not sure. He might know it was um uh Daji Hashimoto who defeated Suzuki, not Asikawa. Asikawa did defeat uh 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 it, so this is a fascinating match here. So what I'm seeing here is that Ishii could go into the next round, but Tonga is game. Jake Hader, it's not going to be an easy way if through. Because if Joel Doran goes through and he face off Hager, Hager's going to have a e not an easy time because he's going to go through Ishii and Ishii is game. And he is not going to play. You saw that match on, on that episode on Friday. So that is going to be huge. So here is how this thing will start. And let us show you um, how is it going to go. Now... On Tuesday the 21st, the first, we will go by days. The first match begins. So the first match, it will be only one match a day. So it will be three matches. And the main event for Friday night, Fridays, will be decided on that day. We are, think management is aiming towards Mimuro Suzuki versus Nick Aldis for that Friday show. So it will be Wednesday. It will be Wednesday. Hold on. It will be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's right. So it will be those three days. And then the main event for that Friday will be Mimuro Suzuki versus Nick Aldis. Okay. Then... It will go on separate day weeks. So we take a two-week break from this. We come back on the 5th. And then another two-week break. And it will be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Will be the first semi-final. Will be the final semi-final. Which will be the main event. That will be part of the go-home show. And the main and one and the main and the match to determine the number of top the contender will be decided on Revolution. The winner will fa face off against the champion, the world champion. The earliest date is September on All In Two. That's the earliest date. It could be even earlier than that, but the earliest date is All In Two. Because he has to face three, because uh, um, Kenny Omega, the champion, has to face all three wrestlers. This is the first one. They haven't made a decision on who is he going to face, but we already know the second two. We already know it is going to be. It is going to be. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, Motsley, John Motsley is going to be the second one, and the next one it is going to be, um, uh, oh boy, I'm sorry if I'm being forgetful, uh, uh, NATO, it's Tazusa NATO, who will face off against and that will be located at double or nothing. Then it is March. It is the super card. That will be the one of those events. It will be the super card. And then 
it will be the earliest date there because they said the earliest date is is that he has to win one and then the other one has to win he has to he has a champions clause so he has to have a rematch clause so in any one of them there could be a rematch there that's why we say the early date for it is all in two because we will have the earliest day is all in two, but it could be earlier. It could be at the June pay-per-view. It could be at the July pay-per-view, but the earliest date is all in two. The late date is November to remember or the next Wrestle Kingdom. That depends, but... The latest date is the November to remember full gear. The early date is Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> I mean, not Wrestle Kingdom. Excuse me. The early date will be All In 3. All In 3. Just to let you guys know. So that ends the league portion of the new, of the year two number one contenders. And I already told you about the main event of that evening. For Friday night, for what? Uh, for Friday, uh, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays on June twenty, July, uh, uh, January twenty fourth. Excuse me. So, one of the interesting matches that we have on Year Two Episode Fifteen that will be coming on. January 24th will be Strictly Business versus The Elite. That's Cody, Dustin, and Hangman Page. Members of Lost and Girls Day Japan will be in action. There will be another match to also be coming. And then, ladies and gentlemen, it will be one of the quarterfinal matches. The third round early matches that we are going to showcase as the main event for Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. So, we have all that to do and more. And so, folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Fire Pro Wrestling World, the unofficial radio show. This is Jason Maddish for all of us here at Revelcade Sports. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week on Spotify. For all your news, ratings, and results from all the wrestling world that we can fit on this radio show. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you guys soon. This is Jason Matters from Rebel K Sports signing off. When you look for champions, you always look to Rebel K Sports.